Hello, Annie Trenders, and welcome back to the Anime Trending Podcast. Today, we are joined by James, Medi, Gracie, and Nick. Uh, how's everyone doing? I'm doing well. I appreciate that, like, pause to make sure we had everybody in the headcount. Hi, I'm James. <gasps> I, uh, <laughs> hi, I guess we're, we're rapid-firing. Hi, I'm Medi, <laughs> in that order. And I'm Gracie, hopping podcasts, as always. <laughs> and I'm Nick. If you're hopping, pod, if if you're <laughs> hopping as always, does, does that really mean you're hopping? Like, yeah. Or are you just a consistent or mainstay? I guess I'm juggling. In that case, maybe juggling is the right word. That's, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. true. So juggling is there a third secret podcast? Because I've never heard of a juggler that juggles two podcasts. You do two in one hand. That's still technically <laughs> juggling. Two right? in one hand is juggling. Okay, that does count. Okay. I mean, I can't even juggle. For the listeners. Can you actually juggle? No, I'm saying I can't even juggle two objects, so I wouldn't, you know, oh, down on that. Uh, I can't either as well. <laughs> can anyone here juggle? Uh, I can't. Question of the day to our no. viewers, can you juggle? Can I you mean, juggle? listeners, tell us when we <laughs> juggle. <laughs> and now tell us as soon as possible on Twitter or on Discord. But anyways, uh, before we get started into the full episode, uh, first we do want to provide an update. Uh, we've decided to try uh, out a new format and a bit of a different recording schedule. Uh, today's episode will be a little bit of a trial run where we will include dedicated recurring segments and hopefully more broader discussions into future anime trending podcasts. Um, our recording schedule is currently aimed towards a every other week so that we can get things all up and running and smoothly, but you should expect um, hopefully uh, a fresh new hour of so contents every 14 days. That is kind of our goal. It could get sped up. It could get slowed down. We're not sure yet. Um, James is currently our intern podcast editor, and while I think he's a great guy, editing isn't actually his specialty yet. <laughs> I'm Keyword, an engineer yet. by training. I'm good with bridges. <laughs> he can build a beautiful bridge for us uh, and name it name name it after us. Please name bridge after us, James. I'll build you um, a, a memorial you should bridge. Be a DJ, don't worry. Because I was taught Thank that you. DJs build bridges. Yeah. Watch D four DJ. Um, anyways, if you have any thoughts about the new format, uh, please let us know. Information about how to contact us will be read out at the end of the episode. Um, and with that in mind, we will get started with our first segment, the Anime Trending Chart Check. James, what's new with our charts? Welcome to the Anime Trending Chart Check, where we check the charts that you choose to be champions. I promise to never <laughs> say that again. <laughs> Uh, so this is, uh, we're gonna go over the top 10 anime. This is for the week four of the winter 2021 anime season. So we'll just go over everything in their rankings and if they've moved or not. So up at first place, up two spots from last week is Attack on Titan, final season. At second place is Mushoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation. Uh, ReZero dropped two spots down to third place. Um, Horimiya has stayed at fourth place. Wonder Egg Priority is at 5th place for a second week. Dr. Stone, Stone Wars is up 3 spots and is now in 6th place. Bottom tier character Tomozaki is at 7th place. Kemono Jihen is at 8th place. The Promised Neverland Season 2 dropped 3 spaces, so it kind of swapped places with Dr. Stone, and is now at 9th place. And then 10th place belongs to SK8 The Infinity, uh, holding I'm still steady mad. at 10th place. I'm still mad it's called SK8, not SK8. Like, <laughs> yeah. Japan. Yeah, they please. went out all the effort to make a pun and then <sighs> refusing to actually follow through with pronunciation. Well, it's how to pronounce in 
Japan. And one thing you'll learn along this podcast, we are fortunate to know a lot about licensing and localization. It could be skate in English. We just don't know. We just haven't asked anyone yet. We'll wait um, till the dub also, comes like, out, I guess. I don't think that's it's true. We'll find out the dub. But the logo for the title, the eight is sideways, like infinity. That's why it's SK8 the infinity. infinity? You know? It's yeah. really cute. Um, I can't wait. Uh, I actually tweeted this out. For those who have not checked out SK8, we interviewed uh, Toshiro Kawamoto, the co-founder of Bones, and he's really awesome. I cannot wait to talk to him whenever again about the show. He worked on the character designs for Kekai Sensen and Cowboy Bebop. Um, just some of the fun stuff that we have. But with that in mind, um, some of the charts have made some developments for Attack on Titan. They retake number one this week after ReZero dethroned them last week. Uh, it's tough to not get into too many spoilers, but some developments occurred uh, two weeks ago. So this is the weird thing with the charts. I think it's important to keep in mind when we're doing the chart updates, and I'll probably remind everyone. Our charts come out on Sunday morning, U.S. time, uh, Sunday evening for, I'm sorry, Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. Is it Sunday evening? Yeah, Sunday evening for our Asia t- um, folks in Asia and Europe. So Attack on comes out on Sunday. So there is a bit of that lag that occurs where both the previous episode and most recent episode does influence the viewer's viewership. So it is important to keep in mind that um, this ranking is probably based on episode 67, I believe, is the episode count. Yeah, which means basically that. if there's a wild episode of Attack on Titan, uh, the the chart that comes out that same day is affected by the previous episode. So you've got to wait yes. like a whole week for that to cycle mm-hmm. around. I was correct. Yeah, episode 67 because 68 just came out this past weekend at the time of this recording. And even then, I would be shocked if it even jumped, dropped any spaces <laughs> for the rest of the season. I mean, I think every episode this season has been better and hurts more <laughs> than the previous episode. So, like, episode 67 was the big one that I think people have heard about. And arguably, I would mm-hmm. say that episode 68 hurt me even more than episode 67. So Really? Yeah, it's okay. it's an aftermath sort of feeling where you have to kind of get your bearings straight after right. processing what you watched. There was a very similar episode from the first season after, like, a pretty well-known... Um, part where they had to like kind of take a a breathing room after a crazy arc and like that episode like kind of reinforces some of the pain you had just witnessed this is where the anime uh production does a better job than the manga because i distinctly remember that chapter um, taking place after that tragic incident within attack on titan and it felt slow because there weren't really any movements with the characters, so you don't really see how, like, the expressions, even though they're drawn, are a little flat because there's no movement to it. And then when you don't have the soundtrack alongside the voices alongside with it, it feels a little more muted than when you're actually seeing it animated. And so I think um, Attack on Titan really benefits in the fact that this manga was almost, like, written to be made into a format that's, that's why whether it's anime or live action but like a moving format essentially so yeah so some stories really benefit from the the cliffhanger that comes from a weekly broadcast Hi, i need sensei. to start watching that's shows awesome. again Catch yeah up. i mean oh sorry isayama sensei okay that's mm, the name isayama. hajime yeah. isayama that's yeah as, as far as this chart i i am not watching as many things as i told myself i would this season so 
on on here Same. it's basically just Doctor Stone, which I'm really happy has climbed up because I, I I'm enjoying season two. It's um, I guess I need to give it time to um, you know, bring into a rhythm. But you know, no complaints. Most of the same stuff I like season one, though that kind of traded spots with Promise Neverland. With with the more Neverland, um, yeah. I think it's I'm interesting just... how many things have traded yeah. spots. Like six of these shows have stayed exactly the same from like last week, and the only thing that happened is that first and third place swapped, and sixth and ninth place swapped. That's the only mm-hmm. change. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, staying the same is pretty rare in anime training charts. Usually, it's pretty competitive, but. We are receiving record amount of votes. Um, I can't say these particular amounts due to, uh, interesting enough, internet security for voting because there are people who unfortunately try to game the system, so we do have measures in place. But it is pretty rare for it to stay the same. But in but as we deep dive some of the data probably sometime later this season, it's actually quite intense. Um, it's just on the surface, it seems the same. But in reality, there are a lot of votes coming in for a lot of the different animes as well too. Um, similar to like uh, Mushoku, Mushoku Tensei, that one was doing okay originally, but now it's holding strong at second. Um, what is uncommon is having these anime stay the same again next week, which I don't expect it to happen. But that's just also showing that the shows that we have this season are really competitive because we have both a lot of sequels and also a lot of really great originals too. Um, you want yeah. ReZero, you got ReZero. You enjoyed Dr. Stone Science, you got Dr. Stone. You want some comfy slice of life, you got Horror Me. You want some crazy trying egg. You do want an egg in this trying <laughs> time, you got Wonder Egg Fire. What was you trying to get at? <laughs> you spat it out. I was trying to, okay, I was trying to, do, would you want yeah, yeah. an egg in this trying time? I, I it's, love it. It's an Always Sunny <laughs> reference. Stuck with me. That's from, anime. that's from always su- sunny. Uh, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. <laughs> Always Sunday. It's always Sunday. A month of Sundays in Philadelphia. <laughs> Sorry, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Is that the. That's. Uh, never mind. I've already forgotten. Yeah, Danny DeVito is the one you're thinking of. Danny DeVito, yes. Right? Danny DeVito offers Correct. the eggs. Yeah, mm-hmm. this one. I believe Very so. Very good. But in Listen to Bluebird, a character offered an egg in his trying time i need to go find a screenshot later um i'll find, find it and make a there, terribly there out of date memes in multiple hey, anime before that is true there have been a lot of eggs just like egg um, that's an anime mm-hmm. eggs are good Angel there was actually egg. an interesting it's like this is like the one thing i'm gonna say about wonder egg <laughs> there actually is a connection between egg oh and anime the, the direct i think it was the director <laughs> who had previously worked on it. i have to like verify the facts but there is staff that had worked on both egg and then used part of it to write wonder you're, egg and you're uncovering a conspiracy it's just this it's just way you know deeper than you realize nick you got to back off now yeah i'll get my whiteboard on the walls and just like show all the connections <laughs> is yeah. it angel's egg or is that no not angel's no egg. angel's egg is the really famous one by mamoru oshi um uh-huh. that one's i think from the 80s it's like one of those it weird is trippy ones that you kind of want to watch one time you're like wow this is crazy and then forget everything that had happened or you watch it and go i'm deeply unsettled by this and then never watch it again (laughs) exactly what was the other anime you said egg Egg. the anime yeah i gotta pull up the actual name i think it's egg let me find it unfortunately google's not helping because everyone's literally googling egg anime 2021 (laughs) because they're forgetting the name well it is uh trending as we know 
Wonder Egg is up to. <laughs> I already well, forgot. It's in our top ten. Number five. It's number five. It's been yeah. stuck at five. I've been too. hoping mm-hmm. it would climb up, but it's got quite a wall to climb in comparison to the sheer like fandoms that the that the it ones does. above it has. So. Yeah, that's Mine? what you kind of if if you look at what's above it, you've got uh, a beloved manga series, more of an extraordinarily popular anime, one of the most popular web and light novel isekai series, and then another. Yeah, so it's just I I know it's going to be hard, but it I I do hope at one point in time it can snatch the number one spot just because it it's already like has a special spot in my heart for what it's done so far, but we're not here to talk about wonder egg. We are here to talk about another particular anime and its circumstances, I believe. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I'm an idiot. I got to correct the record. It's Shugokara is the show. I, what? No, it is, How did you get an egg no, from that? Is, She's I, holding an egg in the photo. She's... When I was a teenager, I was, I was, I was, thirsting over the cat boy so forgive me um, <laughs> thirsting okay okay but where does the egg come from so the eggs apparently she yeah, yeah. hatches so things the eggs. eggs like represent parts of yourself like your personality and when it hatches it means like you embrace a part of yourself and you learn more about yourself and you get a little mini chibi you who gives you like extra powers to do stuff and stuff like that Oh, that's that's cute. That's fun. Oh, I can't wait for that one. One of them is going to be extraordinary. I was going to say, it's like you, you've unlocked a new mental illness. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> Or guys. coping mechanism. Or, do, 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 do. I don't know. It's the, the, Zel- the Legend of Zelda-like yeah. pickup noise. Congratulations, you found crippling depression. <laughs> oh my god. Um... So. Sorry, I, I'm I'm checking this anime out. I don't see direct comparisons yet, but we will definitely check back on that sh- uh, show soon. So don't worry, listeners. We will be talking about Wonder that, that Egg Priority. There we go. The, uh, my the entire segment. <laughs> my entire team has been giving me crap because I've been saying oh, it yeah. correctly. He calls it Wandering yeah. Egg. They're gonna listen to you pause to. Yes. Yeah. They're gonna hear to you it. pause to enunciate to make sure you're getting the words right, not have the glorious. <laughs> backstory and context of you calling it wander egg come back next week for the <sighs> you, egg watch, which which always follows our chart check we just didn't announce it no worries. i thought you said egg wash like the the cooking ah. term i was very excited anyway, yeah that was a no, joke at least i think it was but yes but we might talk about eggs a lot so who can say don't worry i might require you all to bring an egg in that podcast but that is not what we're here to talk about. As Gracius mentioned, we are here to talk about The Promised Neverland, season two. Uh, one of our favorite shows. I mean, also one of my personal favorite shows from season one. Um, I loved it. When it first came out, I knew it would be exciting, but I didn't expect it to do so, so well. Um, the show was nominated for a ton of awards last year for us on the Anime Turning Awards with the soundtrack winning uh, Best Soundtrack of 2020. And uh, Obata-san has been awesome. Say. He's the composer. Right. The war happened in 2020, but the anime... Oh, okay, got it, got it. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. You said best soundtrack Sorry, best soundtrack of the mm. awards in 2020. But yeah, you're, it's technically of the 2019 season. That is correct. Um, it can be confusing. We do... Uh, it is similar to the... Um, how the, a lot of the awards, like the Academy Awards, one, I think even Game Awards did call it the 2020 awards uh, when it 
no 2020 awards mm-hmm. or whatever but anyways besides the point um the problems that happened in season two we definitely have seen a very fascinating direction that we've seen with this show um for manga readers it's definitely taken a different turn especially with our last episode that aired i believe episode five correct me if i'm wrong manga re- yeah, uh, anime watchers five. I've only seen season one. Okay, perfect. I've only seen season one, but I am kind of aware of what happens in season two, so I'm a little bit behind. But everyone here has a different range of status. Some of them have read it. Some of them are familiar with the manga material. And some of them are just watching the uh, anime. And I believe Nick and Medi are the anime watchers only, and James has read the manga, while Gracie is familiar with some of the materials. But yeah, it dropped three seasons, which is... Sorry, what was... Oh, you did watch two. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it dropped three positions, which is actually quite substantial in anime trending charts. Usually, animes drop one or two ranks. Anything beyond three is quite a lot, especially in the top ten. And I mean, it's enough to yeah, almost call I'm, it a I'm fall from on... grace. To be perfectly honest, it did kind uh, a of little in bit, a lot of yes. people's eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's get into that, because I, as much as, like, ooh, I read the manga and I watched season one, I didn't actually hop on board for season two, uh, so I'm, you'll have to explain to me why. Why are people unhappy? Solve unhappiness for me, Gracie. (laughs) Oh, gosh, okay, Uh, way to put me on the spot, so, um, I think it comes as no surprise, I'm sure you've seen it on social media, but essentially... Uh, the anime has decided to take a route separate from the manga itself, and they skipped two very important things. One is they skipped introducing Yugo from the manga, which I know is a really, really beloved character. Uh, do you not remember him, James? <laughs> uh, I'm very bad with names. If you okay, gave me he's, like, either he's what the they adult. Like or what he they escaped did. from a farm a long oh, time ago. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Is this... The yes, uh, obligatory spoiler uh, warning. <laughs> yeah, spoiler warning for the uh, manga. Because once again, we 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 don't know where the anime is going anymore. So, <laughs> um, it's Goldie Pond, right? Yeah. So basically, oh, okay, the, there's yeah, yeah. Goldie Pond arc that got. So first of all, they skip Yugo, which made people really really upset because uh, Yugo was has a huge fan base within the uh, Promise Neverland uh, Promise Neverland fandom especially amongst manga readers I'm not really surprised because he's a unique character in that he also escaped the farm but he literally survived to adulthood while these main characters are essentially still kids so he brings in another angle that you know people haven't really seen yet. And then, um, and from my understanding, he gets an incredible, like, an, an incredible arc around, like, his story and how he became who he is and how, like, he lost his family and stuff like that. And so people were really upset that he got skipped. And then after that, after that, the Goldie mm-hmm. Pond arc was skipped and the and people were really upset about that as well because... Uh, Yugo's point in the manga was essentially to teach the kids new survival skills, like past what Musica and Sonju had already taught them, like actually teach them how to fight back and stuff like that. And so, and Goldie Pond was seeing all that training and learning come to fruit, and they skipped that arc as well. And so, yeah, manga readers are very unhappy right now with how the anime has decided to skip what they think is probably like the two best things outside of the first arc of the series. I like that bit. I like those characters. I thought that that's important. 
it's the explaining how the characters get good later on. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly the issue. And um, and I'm I'm more detached on it because I um, you know I didn't read the manga. I I know what happens because of a weekly ritual I have with another one of our anime trending girls. And so, um, but I can understand why people are really upset. But the thing that I do want to point out is, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm repeating words that was told to me essentially, but, and James, you could also, you read the manga, so you could disagree with me, but I think the anime and the manga ended not quite how a lot of people wanted it to end. And so, um, it felt pretty, the, mm-hmm. the ending was pretty abrupt. It felt yeah. like to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Like I heard it was, um, I heard it was very lackluster for sure. And the thing is, and especially the later arcs as well, I heard kind of like felt rushed or just compressed together essentially without much exploration. And so from, uh, and so based on what uh, Agnes said is she said that because Goldie Pond arc and Yugo sort of sets up the later arcs that the anime supposedly wants to avoid, she thinks that's why they got either skirted or pushed back per se. But um, it's it's an interesting situation to say the least because it's like, it's, because it's like these two arcs are very well beloved, but then the majority consensus of the manga ending itself is very meh. So, <laughs> full disclosure too, just to want to make sure people we are going to talk a little bit of spoilers. <laughs> so we just went through the entire the entire synopsis of the series. I know. Okay, well, at the same time, it's like two story That's arcs. That's true. I think it's it's not that it, spoiler. It sounds like, like for me. It, here's yeah. the funny part: if you hadn't if you haven't read the manga. Is it really a spoiler? Because yeah, the apparently the manga is not read it. <laughs> As an anime only, I'm kind of shocked that there were two skipped arcs because before this podcast, I thought there was just one main arc they oh. skipped, and the fact that it's like the the training arc kind of shocks me a little bit because part of my not all of my complaints, but part of my complaints about this particular season was that I honestly expected some dead kids at this point <laughs> and like. <laughs> They haven't really shown anything. They've just shown that these kids are kind of invincible at every you, like I hate to tell thing you they this throw because, at it. Uh, Agnes had the same complaint with the manga as well. So um, once again, the anime is going a different route. So I feel safer in saying this, this, these things. Like this, these are manga spoilers. They're no longer anime spoilers. None of mm-hmm. the kids die really in the manga either, according to Agnes. And so it's like, so even even if they had followed the manga, like, uh, you know, arc by arc, you wouldn't have gotten like what you were looking for essentially <laughs> you want you look i don't know expect, I, yeah because like it's not like always like it's not like i have to expect 100 percent realism because they are in like this dire situation but i think from episode five I, I just watched it today where they bring the two really annoying kids that always <laughs> cause trouble Those with them to the kids. demon marketplace where they immediately cause trouble and blow I, their cover and i'm like why would they have let them there they they've been with them for an entire my, year to know that these kids are just not responsible enough of that episode to stay calm was when, uh, when ray and emma were like naruto running on the roofs and i was yeah. like and i was like, 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 I'm sorry, but I, that just really takes me out of it, especially because it doesn't help that 
looks like Sasuke. Neverland, and so, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I also, I the Naruto run cracked me up and like took me out of it. But can I just say because Nick touched on it, like forget all the serious talk about the story or deviations or all that. It's just whenever those two kids, the blonde one and the dark hair, I'm really one. bad at remembering their names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know the kids. Whenever they're on screen and doing anything, I'm just uneasy. I'm like, they're going to mess something up and draw attention to the group. I'm like, even if they're just out, like, hunting an animal, it's like... In that sense, I think the anime's still good at, like, building the air of tension, which it was really good at in the first season. But I'm like... Right. Like, I will mm-hmm. say that it's one of the good things, now I am delving into a serious point, that has kept up in season two is, like, even if they're not at the farm and, like, trying to outwit Isabella, just by being out in, you know, the scary nature, I'm just, like, I'm on edge. I'm, like, something's out there. Something's going to get them. Something's going to hear them. Ooh. And, and that, that, that's worked pretty well. But with that in mind, like, the second time was really the straw when they're, like, all right, we'll bring the two loud, like, troublemaker kids with us. I'm, like, why? Please don't. <laughs> At the same time, you have to remember these are yeah, kids too. They're but they're not, literally they're not, supposed to be super yeah, kids, genius kids. <laughs> like, they are only twelve or thirteen. <laughs> but they, right. here's the thing: they are they're twelve geni- or thirteen year olds that successfully escaped the farm, so they're supposed to be pretty dang smart, and you know, strategic too. But you have to go back to Emma's thing from season one too. Oh, hundred percent. She wants like, to save everyone. Everybody, you, you guys, I, like, okay. But you can't deny the two kids were resourceful when before they caused problems because you know it was like the two yeah, kids yeah. knew how to hunt that particular like fish-like creature, and so well they did. Yeah, it's it's just the the market excursion. It's like ooh, that's. And obviously, this is literally how they progress the plot. I'm not going to call it bad writing, because it's not. <laughs> it's just me actually being invested and seeing the characters think a certain way to do something. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, like you're watching a horror movie. Don't go in there. I guess I can commend it for that. I, I'm going to disagree and call it weak writing for a <laughs> okay. different reason. Um, the first Please, one. So, okay. So remember from season one, I think the biggest manga complaint i had heard where people who had read the manga were like why don't they explain everybody's Mm -hmm. inner thoughts at every single moment Uh, like which culminated in some scenes in the anime like when norman's like doing his like death walk and you could feel his emotion the thing and people were complaining that they didn't just like have a manga yeah no i completely i remember that too because people were like you didn't get to hear how scared he was and i was like i don't know he looks pretty terrified to me yeah. yeah and like and now in season two they're just like explaining their thought process like every five seconds mm-hmm. that I'm like, come on, just let me breathe a little bit with this. Cause it's like Emma and Ray, every time they talk, they're like, yeah, our plan is great. We're going to go back to the farm. We're going to save Phil. We're going to draw the rest of the owl. And then we're going to save all the children. Like that's what they say every time for their main plot. And like, there's just no way any of that could be feasible. Like as, as if you were like, is concerned i'm like there, there's there's no way it's going to be smooth like that and i don't know why they're so hung up on some of the, that stuff and like the show is kind of making it seem like they're going to do that they are mm-hmm. going to draw the rest of the owls somehow and escape with everything i, I 
it seems like they're set up for success, and the only thing that really builds tension is them getting set up for failure. Yeah, but they don't get failure, because like, yeah. they're just like, oh, we just got I mean, out the, like from armed guards. or like. This is the classic complaint. So, in short, you want more dead This kids. is the classic complaint of, like, plot armor protagonist, who can just, you know, has no consequences for doing anything and everything, and not, like, you're not believing or earning the success. And the solution <laughs> I mean, to that is dead once kids. again, you weren't going <laughs> <It's true. laughs> You weren't going you to get one? it in the manga regardless. So, if anything, like, maybe the anime will give you more of it because, yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, now, now that we spell it out like this, this really is clearly, like, at this point in season two, the difference between it and season one is just, where are them... Not them messing up, but, like, where are the consequences? Because there's some scary bits where unfortunate things happen, but there's no consequences. They get out of it, and more often than not, they get bailed out by some other person or entity. Yeah, the Deus uh, Machina but, machine sort of thing. I, I, yeah, yeah, whether it was Sonju and um, Mishka, Marushka? Mishka. Huh? Thank you. Like, more on them later, but it was them. And then they got the hideout, (laughs) and they got found in the hideout and ran away. And, okay, that was cool, and the little kid was like, we play down here. We know the way out. Hey, that's smart. You're outsmarting the human soldiers, who are humans and not demons, so it's, like, believable. But then this giant monster out of the woods, out of nowhere, (laughs) saves them. And now, in the town, they get saved by, well... You know, somebody who wasn't supposed to show up this early, according to manga readers. So, that's something. In short, we need more dead kids. They don't need need to die. I just want their legs or ears to be broken again. I think it's less that, but we are starting to feel a loss of uh, risk, essentially, because... Um, it, because, yeah. like I said, they do <laughs> keep getting bailed out. It's like something low. just comes out of nowhere. Like I think even if they didn't, get, even if they survive, but it's like through a lot of like intense uh, moments where like you don't really know what's going to happen, and they yeah. somehow finally find a way to outsmart or outmaneuver like these antagonists. It feels more well earned, even if nobody died or nobody got lost, versus like yeah. a giant monster, a giant demon, mindless demon comes out of the forest and manages to conveniently give them a way out, sort of thing. Yeah. This is going to be like the strangest comparison and probably not a great example, but I'm thinking like, can it work to have an overpowered protagonist who kind of wins everything, but at least makes it seem like there was like thinking or strategy or choice involved in that and the one that jumped to my head was actually jojo's which is kind of silly because jojo's has a lot of mm-hmm. uh you know pulls out of places <laughs> but yeah a lot of bizarre like okay fine that's a yeah but, but, but for the win, most part sure. it's like oh this character like at least in universe like decided something or like outsmarted or you know, it's not like a random entity came from outside usually and killed the bad guy for them. It's just like I thought of a new approach or something, and like that's not yeah. happening. I thought of in... a new way to kill you. Coincidence and luck can only go so far, and it seems like the anime yeah. has kind of milked it too much. Is essentially what it is. 
But then... Yeah, and, and I don't know how much... But... Uh, actually, that's a good question, because I, I know the, the thing in the town was new to the anime. That big old monster bailing them out, was that anime original? Oh, I'm gonna... Yeah. I actually don't know. James, do you remember that? It, it sounds like I don't remember. that I'm is not one of the, the anime key either, so. splitting points or deviations from the manga story. I don't. I don't know. Big old monkey monster. Is it a monkey? I want to <laughs> no, see a monkey. No, it's not. It's not. But no. I, I actually, I don't know the answer to that Sadly question no. at all. I just know, like, I just know ultimately how they got smoked out of the out of the safe house was very, very different. So I'm guessing that's mm. not related to the manga in that in that case. Yeah. Um, but it's so. Agnes is Agnes isn't here, so I'm speaking for her. Hopefully, she doesn't mind. Um, so when <laughs> Agnes and I talked about like the fact that the anime was going original, she was actually pretty excited because she said that the manga didn't really give them time to explore the world, and the world is actually really complex. And so, um, and once again, Sonju and Mujika are the the two characters who showed up so briefly so far in the anime series did exactly the same in the manga. They showed up super briefly and then they were gone, but then they became super duper relevant at the very, very end. And so, um, and so Agnes thought that, you know, them going an original content, she thought this would be a good time for them to explore the world more, you know, like she was like, okay, maybe they don't meet Yugo because they need to learn these things by themselves and by learning these things by themselves they see the world more and then Sonju and Mujika get more of a role as well because they just sort of come back from out of nowhere again that like didn't really give a lot of setup and stuff like that and so she was she was genuinely like having a positive outlook and so um but the fact that the anime has chosen to just skip a full year and sort of like push forward the reintroduction of another character now has her worried and it sounds more like it's just barreling through like to the end and on like a faster route uh, rather than like maybe expanding on what the manga was sort of missing on essentially so it's like even even manga readers who like were open to the idea of original stuff are starting to feel a little like tired because it's like oh I, I guess we're not getting the stuff that we thought would make the story better essentially <laughs> yeah because i wonder as well too because this is definitely a substantial deviation from season one um we had the opportunity actually to interview some of the staff including the director and the producers and one of the things they mentioned um, for season one was staying as true as possible to the manga. So I find it really fascinating for them to take this approach. Obviously, there's a lot of ex- uh, reasons as well as potential directions they want to take. The manga has ended. So there is that potential reason why um, why they've decided to do this original take. Because you've already finished the manga. Go read it there's maybe now a reason to watch the anime. There could be a lot of reasons we don't know. So I'm really curious how far they plan to take this originality take too, because one of the joys of The Promised Neverland is the suspense and the risk. But then if you lose out on that, it's tough to rewrite that, if that made sense, because they've gotten used to already adapting it and having the story do it for you. Now they have to do all the hard work in this original yeah, there, anime. There's a lot of things to to draw from that. I mean, first of all, I think it does make sense that 
it's like, oh, we have our own original story, and so we don't have to worry about, you know, people already knowing and not being excited because of the manga source material. But what's funny to me is normally, mm-hmm. or like traditionally, anime that have a different ending and deviate from the manga entirely, that often happens because the manga's not finished yet. I mean... The, the classic examples for right, Little Alchemist, yeah. they had the original series and were like, we're not going to finish the manga, so you go do your own thing. And they did, and it was solid. Then after the manga was done, they're like, hey guys, we're going to make the real Full Metal Alchemist an anime. Which was actually like better, somewhere. but anyway, <laughs> take it away from me. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's no, no debate here. Um, but you brought up an interesting point there about... So, so season one... For, for my money, or from what I've heard, I should say, because I didn't read the manga, it, it kind of had different... It played to different strengths due to the medium mm-hmm. than yeah. the manga. And so there was much mm-hmm. more yeah. suspense and tension and, like, in a way, thrills, whereas the manga, I think, had much more of the the monologues Puzzle and solving. explaining everything. The, Puzzle solving. The, There's the a manga positive was way to more of, like, a Sherlock Holmes versus Moriarty situation. Yeah. And so it's, like, brain games and, and manipulation and stuff like yeah. that. But it's all out in the open where you can see, like, the yeah. strategy. But, like, in in either medium, the the arc after Gracefield, it, it's, it's going to be a huge tonal shift and it's going to be suddenly mm-hmm. survival, action, adventure. But you may have touched on something there by... With the anime kind of doing its own story, it may be able to be more consistent about sticking to the tone that worked well for it in season one. And and there's a lot of things that are different right. and, to be honest, kind of worse than season one so far. But one thing I did tell a friend in passing recently and reminded of is that, like, manga readers kind of led me to have lower expectations for season two, which is ironic that didn't turn out to be like the manga. <laughs> but despite that, and, like, not kind of enjoying it as much as season one, it's still kind of scratching that itch for me of, like, the thrill ride and the suspense and, like, good cliffhangers every week. And that's, you know, I, I that is kind of a better way of looking at it. Yeah, there, there were a few areas I would say, like, I, I wish they had spent more time on. Like, I don't know, how much, how much time do they actually spend in the bunker in the manga? Because, like... It seemed like they were building up that area as, like, kind of a safe place for, like, at least two episodes until it goes bad. But then they kind of, like, tossed aside that setting so fast that it almost was like a walking dead. I'm like, all right, are they just going to go find a new safe area, have that get um, unsafe, and then just keep going for, like, the rest of the show? Like, I just didn't know where it was going to go from there. I... Does, does anyone I, know manga it's, I, I feel really bad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm waiting like, for oh, James. Yes, James has read the manga, and I'm like, I haven't, like, yeah, I read the manga. It's been like a year. I'm, I'm not up to date. It's been a while. So, okay, I'm going to go back to my notes. Then. So, from my notes, this is what I, I, I think my favorite quote I read from some of the online discussions this is from Reddit. I'm stealing it, but... Um, Whoever quoted, I, I have to go back and credit you eventually. But eventually, someone called. Eventually. Well, because once once someone says it, then it spreads everywhere, and you don't know who actually originated this. But That's true. they yeah, said yeah, yeah. season two is the prison break of anime, and by that means there's a TV show called Prison Break about guys that have to escape from prison, and then the end of season one, they escape from prison, and then season two starts, and it's still called Prison Break. 
And so they just doesn't know where to go from there once they've done the first mm. big thing. Until it devolves right. into season three or four. I don't remember how many shows it was. They eventually have to break back into prison. Is the main <laughs> heist. <laughs> I, so, I, you can't tell, even though we've got like video on, but like in my head I'm sweating a lot. Because if I remember correctly, that's actually a thing they have to do. Well, they've been... They've been <laughs> Are you serious? Every episode in season two, they literally said... We still have to go back and save the other kids from the farm. Hey, by the way, we yeah. gotta go back and save Phil and the others. And ironically, or maybe, or maybe it works in your case, Nick. But or it works with what you're saying, Nick. But for the that arc of going back, <laughs> breaking back into the prison per se, was one that people enjoyed huh. out of some of the arcs that they didn't. You gotta, enjoy, you gotta so. break in to break out. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot what the whole point of Prison Break was. I know the moral of the story was that society was the prison. <laughs> <laughs> that was I like unironically one of the discourse, so maybe that's the same for Promise Neverland. I don't know. <laughs> it's just better off just not living in this world. <laughs> it's just, it's, the more I look for it, the more parallels there are, so and I'm I'm loving that. It doesn't it doesn't reflect very well on, great on yeah. the Promise Neverland, but it's fun, so <laughs> That's hilarious. I did not know I, that happened in Prison Break. I've heard of the TV series, but God, that is hilarious. Um, yeah, we need to go find who this Redditor is, and I can put it in the description to the podcast. I was going to try to shoot. Google that's, it, and then that's spot on. my laptop was like, if you're going to Google one thing, then Discord's just not going to cooperate, so I gave up. That's truly unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I do want to say that uh, for the mangaka gave a the mangaka is actually overseeing oh. this yeah mm-hmm. and they've also said that they actually weren't very pleased with how they ended the manga and so they were sort of hoping to like use the literal anime anime interesting. Sort of thing. i did not know that it was still the mangaka yeah so yeah yeah no the mangaka has so so now like some people have still have like a little more faith to be like okay something like something's gonna something's happening something's gonna happen like something's going to happen but it's just yeah it's i think i think you guys have already hit it on uh, you know i have already like hit it on the head about this but it's just like you know it's the it's the feeling of the lack of risk has it has sort of permeated throughout the series especially with how they kept getting bailed out um from seemingly like coincidental slash lucky sort of things so it doesn't feel as deserved when all the kids make it out and stuff like that um yeah it's i'm not like it's sad that it's falling and while i still enjoy it um it's definitely lost a lot of the charm of the first season because it sort of lost that uh, suspense that it's had. So, I mean, we'll see how, how it tries to, like, turn itself around. I'm assuming it's still trying mm-hmm. to turn itself around, so. One question I have with this, because this is, like, a question that's been on my mind to manga readers specifically, because mm-hmm. I've heard the discourse <laughs> that people didn't like how the manga goes like overall directions so like do you think that like people are trying to have their cake and eat it too because they're like we want something different from the show and then they're like okay 
we'll try to do something different. And then the manga readers fire back after watching, no, not like that. <laughs> not this part, not <laughs> yet. <laughs> not, not this, I like yeah. this, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's ex- no, 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 that's exactly what it is. Because it's like, um, because the two arcs that they skipped were the ones that that consensus-wise all said was really solid. So everyone's like, no, not those. And so um, I almost feel like it's the arcs afterwards that if they skipped it, they would have been like, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. But it's specifically these two arcs. And they're like, no, like, why did you, why did you have to skip it? Like sort of thing. So we want to also put a lot of ashes too. And um, I should preface this at the too beginning late. of the We're podcast. Already at this when we sing in general. <laughs> too late. Uh, We're not at the beginning anymore. <laughs> i know we're not there anymore but in general i think it's important because not all manga readers have the same feeling this is kind of a we what we kind of yeah, see well, in terms of the digital sphere and that's what i'm curious about that i don't think we'll have the answer to is what japanese readers thought. yeah that's thoughts true. are because they definitely share oh mm-hmm. yeah no idea that's one thing i'm curious <laughs> because we we're at least able to see at least american side because a at the time when the manga came out it was released every week on shonen mm-hmm. jump and digitally too on shonen jump um, Viz Media, very active on Twitter. People use the hashtag to talk about spoilers, including Attack on Titan. So we get to see a lot of that discussion here. That's what I'm curious about in the Japanese side, because I know there are definitely... The best example that comes to mind is uh, JoJo's. Like, here in the West, we have different preference for what we like oh, right. in the parts of JoJo's, or which parts. And in the East, in Japan, they have a completely different take in terms of what they enjoy. So it creates this weird, like two dual thoughts and i know the problem is neverland i mean they went to america they visited anime expo they visited anime nyc both full house for the promised neverland and what did anime nyc man remember anime conventions i'm not sure about anime nyc i don't <laughs> thank you <laughs> so so long ago yeah. actually i don't think they were at anime nyc sorry i take that back i think that's a different group um but they went to anime expo and you get to experience to see what international fans liked as well too so i'm not sure how much they got in terms of what manga readers had uh, anticipated because I believe season two was confirmed when they visited Anime Expo um, in 2019. So that's something I'm curious to dive into in the future. So I've got a question because we've been talking like 100% about story and deviations. Do you think that's the only reason why it's dropped? Has the animation and the soundtrack and every like all the like other parts of those all been fine and it's just the story that we're concerned it about? Feels like. It, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry for yeah. but like, it feels like it's a story issue because like I don't know if I felt like there was any critical like animation yeah. issues. I'm not really sure about the soundtrack because I don't really like listen to the soundtrack religiously right Casual. now on that. Um, <laughs> depends on the show, you know. Like if it's like well, Devil Man, I'll listen to that yet. all day. It's not I'm just while yet, you're watching, so. you know. Got to You got to immerse mm-hmm. yourself. You're not like Manny and I, who are yeah, like, yeah. ah, yes, the soundtrack is by Tatsuya Kato. It's the epic theme. I need to find the theme. I'm, when I'm the watching whole anime, album comes and out. you know, there's movement in front of my eyes, but I'm like dissociating and just like only processing with my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't use headphones. I'm on. I'm watching on, on my that. TV, honestly, so I makes a don't difference. Have not gonna lie, the television. Ear, yeah, I, I know yeah. it's like the set. 7.1 surround sound yeah. anime OST. You could like feel the arrows whoosh well, it, by your you head. Know, you know, the, it it's goes. funny because like <laughs> there's this whole debate. You know, some people are like, "What? I watch my anime with my huge monitor and speakers or whatever." And then some people are like, "I'm on my iPhone with headphones," which often has been me and is me to this day. But I honestly think 
even if it's a small screen, if you're actually wearing headphones, you're going to be a lot more attentive to sound design than with TV mm-hmm. speakers. Like, sure, you could have really cool, big, loud surround sound speakers. That might be different. But the average speaker that's not in have your you- ear, I think it can be, you know, you're going to be a little less tuned in. I, I will attest to that because, um, not to do with Promise Neverland, but in ReZero, there was one part where the, uh, where one of the witches, Ooh. like, whisper in, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Subaru's ear. You would not, ASMR you would not have experienced that my on the anime? TV, but when it was, but yeah, but when it was, like, I'm, because I'm wearing earphones, I'm not even wearing, like, headphones where it surrounds my ears, like, just having the earphones with <laughs> her voice suddenly, like, whispers and I feel it against my <laughs> well, ears. I was like, it's oh, great. I, I remember so that too because I listened with because uh, uh, b- back when I had a job uh, I would listen would watch shows during my lunch break and I remember that scene because I was like I like, was like physically in my chair just like whoa mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no yeah I, I legitimately was just like ah get away get away <laughs> like sort of thing but anyway it does like I do think it makes a difference and uh, I really think it is just a story because I um because the animation hasn't really gone down and the the soundtrack is still really amazing and in fact I think uh, Emma's voice actress has been doing She's a better job this season than prior season and so um and so it's just like it it's just there's nothing they can do about it if the story is shaky they can have all these like check marks and all what makes a good anime but if the plot isn't there it's just not going to go i remembered one thing i do want to ask about actually because this is where i'm like confessing to my crimes and saying i have been watching most of this season on my phone and is it me or is the lighting in like most of the scenes in this show like super dim like really dark and like hard to see anything i i think okay. it's not just you because i didn't know if that was just me watching it at noon on yeah. my well, tv th- that's because well, i actually had to turn off yeah. backlights so, so, so you're like, watching is, it at noon when it's like weird bright. i've had the opposite yeah. sometimes where it'll be like dark it'll be late at night and i'm like let's lay in bed and like watch some anime before bed like that kind of situation and i'm like is it too dark is that why i can't see but no it's just <laughs> okay so so maybe maybe there is a, a lighting yeah which is issue. it's a cool choice because it builds like the creepiness and suspense factor when they're out in the woods or in their hideout and i'm like i can't see two feet mm-hmm. in front of me and clearly the characters can't either so that's kind of cool for the one who had to make the charts every mm-hmm. week and pull images um at least on the official Twitter account for the Promised Neverland, it definitely did look darker. I did struggle a bit trying to find yeah. good images Bright that were to see. released by the Japanese Twitter. Yeah, I, honestly, it was actually a struggle um, last week, yeah. actually, because there were not many bright images. Unless they were in the the hideout, uh, then they were like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. "Okay, that's bright, that's fine." But when they're out and about, it's just like, "Wow, I cannot actually see these characters." And yeah, opacity was definitely weird. I had to also pull screenshots for that. I totally forgot that. I was like, now that I think about it, like my confirmation bias is saying that like I did have trouble finding yeah. the screenshots from mm-hmm. the first episode to use for the Anabytes articles. So oh I'm yes, like, Anabytes, huh. yeah. But even actually, yeah, even me because I I do the I do the social posts on our Facebook and yeah, it's it's like it's almost like I purposefully only take screenshots mm-hmm. of like the bright. See, so, so I think we're all in, in, in agreement that like 
most of the production aspects are still really good quality. And in many ways, I, I don't think the direction yes. mm-hmm. is bad either. But kind of drawing on sound and visuals and direction, even tone again, I'm curious what everyone thinks, or I guess the three or four of us that have actually been watching think of the OP and the ED. Is it not mm. a banger like season one? Uh, I, I like the opening. It's it's not season one's level of banger because it's not jams. Is jams. Yeah, yeah. It's not jam. <laughs> I've, I've seen yeah. opening ending already, but I mean, I like them both. I think I'm just spo- I'm 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 in a conf- I'm in a bias because we've been spoiled with so many good OPs and EDs this season. <laughs> so at the time and when it was just a promise Everland, I loved it. But then again, that might have just been because that was the only. Oh my god, this was great! But yeah, it's still the, good. The opening's I grown on me. Good. It's got that like catchy earworm kind of quality, and I think that makes sense because the OP <laughs> seems really honest to the tonal shift in that it suddenly just feels like a shonen action anime and it's got like yeah, exactly like and it's got that kind like the visual like directions that. up in there and even the song it's almost more like generic kind of rock song and in that sense Uverworld's opening for the first season wasn't like a perfect match but it was bold it was fire that's what it was it was bold my, my hot take it it's a fun favorite. song. I cannot listen to a full version. I think I think a full non TV size version is like oh this current OP. Like I think it's it of uh, no of Olven World wow. of Olven Worlds. Wait, touch, oh, 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 the, the, the first wow. version. Touch off is so good. Really? Yeah. Touch off. I can't. I can't. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Olven World because of Arslan. Also has just like a really nonsense OP to like that's absolutely nothing involved uh. with like the actual show. Um, I actually. It's really. Like it's one of those shows, like it's been a songs while. I like I ironically listen. think it's fun, but it's just like I don't think it's that you, you good. listen it for the fun meme bit me. and you're like, okay, moving on. Oh no, oh, wait, wait, wait. But the first opening theme song, like in the first season, was filled with like foreshadowing of what was gonna happen. Later. Yeah, but we don't like, speak Japanese stuff. Exactly. That's I, my I that's my uh, filthy, some, like, and, you know, I, I think some services will actually sub. I think Funimation more often than the others will subtitle the lyrics. I love it when they do that. And I think they've been doing that with this <laughs> oh, with the songs, yeah. Mm-hmm. opening. Um, I got I got to praise Overworld more though cuz one of my hot takes and like my first encounter <laughs> with Overworld was when they did the third the third opening to My Hero Academia. No, 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 no. Fourth. I'm sorry. Uh, one of the openings it was either like the fourth or the fifth opening but it, yeah it was season three the first opening a lot of people didn't like it and i was like i really like it i like i, I don't think the visuals are off from the song and anyway odd futures odd, i thank like you though i will yeah, say yeah, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. is yeah, one of the, the biggest three, examples of a full version of an op just being so different from the tv size Mm-hmm. It, it was. I'm, I'm that's okay true. With that. It was. I think it's cool. They did do that there. Um, I think the opening eventually grew yeah. on to people. But with that thought, that's my curiosity. Um, as we kind of tone down about the Promise Neverland, it this is still a moving yeah. ship. Like it's still ongoing, and we may get a sucker surprise that we're all of a sudden really into it. I know it's definitely going down the ranks on mal mm-hmm. and both anime trending right now but i'm 
because the writer is involved, the manga writer is involved, and Cloverworks has given us some pretty awesome stuff mm-hmm. lately. They right now they're also working on uh, Wonder Egg Priority and Hordemia. So those two have been fantastic. Hordemia, that's a different discussion in terms of manga anime adaptation, but Wonder Egg came out of nowhere as an original. So I do personally have faith, at least in the broader community, feeling that they may be able to pull this around. And nowadays, it seems, and I think I like that because they seem to not fall into the trap that a lot of anime in the past where they need to do something by the second or third episode to keep mm-hmm. you on. They now seem, it seems to differentiate. Um, for Wonder Egg, the first episode already, like, wow, that was great. Um, for SK Infinity, which is another one I'm watching, original, it was around the third episode too. That second, third, good sec- second episode to reinforce things and then the third episode to kick it off. Um, so we'll see for the Promise Neverland personally, and I will be watching it soon. Just eventually, I'm I'm drowning. In I'm so hoping many other that stuff. they I'm hoping they successfully <laughs> bamboozle everyone because that would make like the end of the show that much more amazing. Because yeah. it's not just like good to better. It was everybody thought it was bad, and then it was amazing, and so that that change will be even cooler. That's the thing is, right? That actually would work out well because in story writing. While, while obviously it's always better to have a good beginning and a good ending, people are much more willing to forgive a bad beginning than they are willing to forgive yeah. a bad ending. And so it's like, so it's like even if the second season starts off really, really rough like it is right now, if it does bamboozle back, you, you I know, think though, I, people I will think absolutely forgive. There's an interesting so. <laughs> like survivorship bias. Might not be the right term, but no, I think it is. I think it is for the whole good. <laughs> Good, good it beginning works in the context and bad of the ending. Because, okay. <laughs> the only ones who can tell you that something had a good beginning and a bad ending are those that finished it and stuck around to finish it because it had a good beginning. Yep. But if something had a bad mm-hmm. beginning and a good ending, a lot of people just didn't stick around after the beginning and are never going to know how good it turned out. We'll see. It, we're def- that yeah. does sometimes I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that that, that makes it worse for a show. I'm just saying, like, we run that risk, and so that whole concept of, mm-hmm. like, oh, good ending's better than a bad beginning, it's like, yeah, according to the people that got to the end, which only is going to happen if they like the beginning it, enough. It, the most noticeable effect is, like, if a show has a really bad ending, you're going to see it kind of get completely wiped from the public's like consciousness like i think the only, the biggest example i saw was like uh game of thrones is like for american mm-hmm. television where it just yeah i, I can't even yeah. go back and rewatch the seasons i love and i love the books because that that last season is so unforgivably bad um that like we like we as a society have just collectively forgot that this show existed <laughs> No, no, I agree. I agree, and it's like at least in um, Western I society, mean, American society. For yeah, sure. it's I, it's like uh, to be fair, it is easier for me to say the whole uh, bad beginning versus like good ending thing because I am someone who, even if I despise where the show is going <laughs> at the beginning, will still hold on till the very end. <laughs> so, um, and, but it's just like, yeah, you're right. Like some people just drop it, and like you know. We don't we don't get the more critical people's mm-hmm. opinions and stuff like that, but I mean, you know, the mangaka is overseeing yeah. this, so and you know, the mangaka claims that this is like them trying to fix things, but I do want to point out 
So did the second season of Tokyo Gold. The second season of Tokyo Gold, a lot of people didn't like it. And that was also, like, the changes and everything was overseen by the mangaka and everyone. Oh, dear. Just really, really, really did not like the second season. So we do also run the risk that even if it's the mangaka saying they want to, like, fix certain things that they weren't happy about, it might actually be the opposite of, like, what That's... people want. So <laughs> People are already, people see. that are upset about it are already <laughs> comparing it to Route A, so I really hope that that's... Oh, dear. oh, Rute, yep. And, and, and I, I really do thing. hope <laughs> Thomas Neverland gets better. Like, the only thing we know with more certainty over time is that we don't know where it's going because they're just deviating more. And so, right. you know, I want everyone to give it a chance, <laughs> and I hope it gets better. I know I'll stick around to the end. But it, it is interesting, especially in our brutally fast-paced and present-focused anime worlds where everyone's watching what's airing and it's what's hot and trending and relevant mm-hmm. right now. I think I, I look back to examples like Darling in the Franks a few years ago. Everyone was so into it when it started and through most of it. And then at the end, everyone's like, what happened? It dropped the ball. It sucked at the end. But that was still really <laughs> talked about for two seasons and remained popular as a result. Whereas so many shows were slept on and then like halfway through or near the end of a season any any season just name one you can come up with a show where the select few people who watched it were like you guys this thing turned out so good everybody needs to watch this thing it's so good but nobody did because that ship has sailed now that you mentioned that so like i i don't want to go too much into the subject because of time constraints but i think the most telling thing with darling mm-hmm. and the franks was when we went to the trigger live drawing at anime expo because like during that show, people were asking questions about Darling in the Franks because, like, the last episode was, like, about to air, like, two or three days, Wait, like, really? later. And it was, it was like, around that time when, when it was, like, the last episodes were coming out. And, like, the main thing I remember from the Twitter, from that trigger panel was that the writers, some of the writers were there, some of the main guys, like Sushio and those guys. And, like, one of them was, like, okay, first of all, Darling in the Franks is an A1 fiction show. (laughs) It's not a trigger show. And that made me go, like, what? Because they're trying to, like, disassociate themselves from the show, like, while they're drawing the character. And I'm just like, something is not right here. It was weird. It was weird. I don't know. know. They probably knew what we were thinking. We can definitely talk more about that another time, but... Um, the funny thing with Darn the Franks, it's actually reaching a surge again. So who knows? That's what I'm saying. Nowadays with the internet, a lot of shows do have the chance to just come out again out of nowhere. Darn the Franks being one of them. Ironically, thanks really? to TikTok, actually. You You're look kidding. at the Google Trends. Darn the, I'm not I'm not kidding. You look at the Google Trends, more people are talking about Darn the Franks and searching it than it was when go on TikTok. Air, if not equal. <laughs> TikTok scares me. <laughs> you don't need to go on TikTok, but you can see the Google Trends, which I'll probably do a, 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 an article if I remember. But either way, um, that's I think that's the, that's the most we can dive into for the Promise Everland now. We can only hope and speculate. Uh, we hope for the best, but obviously we will never know. Uh, we could be eating our words delicious, in six weeks, words. or we could be like, heck yes! Delicious words. Oh, sorry, what was that? Mine tastes like peppermint. Delicious words. Mm. Delicious. Yum, yum, yum. Human. Mine tastes like apple soda because I'm drinking apple soda. That is the plot of The Promised Neverland. Someone save me from. Will we reach The Promised Neverland? Who knows? (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you, Medi. <laughs> and please remember to submit your complaints to at Konochioda. But nonetheless, thank you for joining us.、Uh, what do you think about this new format? It's definitely a bit more free flow. It's us getting to talk outside our usual professional lifestyle. You've probably seen our articles and our social media.、Um, what do you all think of the Promise Hour so far? Do actually let us know in the comments on Facebook, Twitter, and of course our Discord at discord.gg/anytrends. We do have a podcast channel there as well as the question corner in which you can submit questions and we will hopefully answer them if we haven't already. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do also consider supporting us on Patreon as well as wherever you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Playlists, add us, favorite us. And、uh, yeah, for both of those sites, it is Annie Trends with a Z, A N I T R E N D Z. Nonetheless, thank you for all for listening, and we hope to see you all next time. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.